everyone. Welcome to Ups and Downs, a podcast where we discuss all things mental health. My name is Corey. And I'm Ashley. And our goal with Ups and Downs is to share the stories of everyone's struggles with mental health while celebrating their triumphs in learning more about themselves and how they fit into the world. Consider this a safe space where you can tell your story if you'd like and connect with the stories of others. No matter what you're going through, remember that you are not alone in this journey. This episode contains mention of anxiety and ADD. If these topics are triggering to you, please don't feel like you have to stay and listen. Remember that taking care of your mental well-being is important. So, Chelsea, thank you so much for being here with us today. Uh, do you want to tell thank us a little bit about you. yourself before we start? Well, um, as we spoke earlier, I just graduated this past, was it winter semester, fall semester? They always change it up. I just graduated my bachelor's and I recently got accepted into a society program at Nova. I'm very excited to start. So that's a little something about me. Maybe something a little outgoing is that, not outgoing, but you know, just like myself is that I'm very friendly. I like to talk to people no matter if I know them or not. And I love, you know, just having full-blown conversations and I just won't stop talking. (laughs) But yeah, that's about (laughs) me. Well, that's awesome. We're so glad to have you here and talking with us. So uh, let's go ahead and start with with everyone's favorite question. What was your childhood like growing up? My childhood, it was a little hectic. Um, I mean, it was always family trips. I had a very great family. You know, I have a great family, (laughs) but, you know, (laughs) it was very, I want to say maybe adventurous, if that's the right word to put it. I would go on a lot of vacations with family friends and you know I would always have my family with me you know through the thick and thin um I mean overall I could say that I had a very great childhood okay that's good to hear so uh we had spoken a little bit earlier that you deal with some anxiety Uh, yes when was kind of that point for you that you realized you had anxiety or if you think that there was something that led you to that point Um, It actually started when my grandmother passed away. She passed away when I was, I believe, 10 or 11, 11 years Mm -hmm. old. I would start to notice that, uh, well, the day that she had passed away, um, I actually locked myself in a room and I said I wanted to like kill myself or like, you know, harm myself because I couldn't believe that, you know, my grandmother passed away and, you know, we were always, they were the same type of people and it, it really affected me. And that's when my parents started to realize that I would, you know, scratch my skin. And it actually started with my hand. I have like little scars on my hand. And that's where it first started. And then it gradually grew, I think, when my brother had somewhat of a cancer scare. He's fine. He's good. Mm -hmm. It was not cancer. But um, oh, well, my grandmother did pass away of cancer. So that was um, like kind of like a traumatic Mm. experience. So hearing that, you know, I was like, oh, my God, like, you know, I I can't believe I see my brother like this. You know, I saw him on a on a hospital bed and I thought he was like dead. I thought he was like, but he was really asleep. You know, he had surgery where they thought that he had, you know, cancer and all that, but no, it, everything turned out to be fine, but it made me feel more, what do you call it? Like maybe like scared, very anxious, you know, with every little thing. And yeah, that's where really it, it mainly started. It was a big, it was a big, like um, traumatic experience. Yeah. yeah. I have a, a similar story where, you know, for me, it really was the death of my grandmother as well. So I completely relate to that. But for you, it's interesting, because you were 10. You know, it's a lot different to process death in the family as an adult, versus Mm -hmm. as a kid. How do you think 
do you think that you would have had a different reaction if that would have occurred later on in your life? I believe I would have been very mature about it. I would have understood more about what was going on, what was happening, what is this cancer? Like what it because I didn't really know what cancer was until my grandmother experienced it and you know my brother got that scare and it affected my family too, like my mom, because it was on my mom's side, you know. And her her dad also passed away of cancer. So it was two two deaths of cancer in the family. And mm-hmm. I mean my grandfather was I was very young, I was like one years old. So I didn't really have any experience with that. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, yes. And um sorry if I kind of lose track, you know. <laughs> I kind of no, you're fine. Worry. Back to what you were saying, like when if this were to happen to me when I was a little bit older, I think I would have been more prepared and more aware of what was happening. Um, maybe my anxiety would be a little less, but I I think I would have still had the same anxiety that I had before too, just maybe a little less. Okay, so I, I am a little bit curious about what you're talking about, um, the scratching of your mm-hmm. of your hands and your body as I guess like as a coping mechanism, just kind of yeah. like what is, what is the thought process of like when you're, cause I, you correlated with your anxiety, I think. Yeah. If I'm making that connection, right. So what's kind of goes through your head and what kind of what makes you feel the need to use that as a mechanism? That's actually a really good question. Cause there's times where I don't even know like when I'm scratching or like when I'm even doing things until like, I see that I'm like drawing blood mm-hmm. and I'm like, Oh my God, like, what am I doing? Like, this is not okay. Basically it kind of just starts with the thoughts, you know, oh my God, what if this, what if that, man, what if I get this, what if, what, what's going to happen to my family if this happens to me or this, that, all that. And I just, I mean, maybe you guys were seeing me now that I'm starting to go like this or like yeah. touching my hands and getting a little nervous. Um, It's gotten better. Obviously I do this now instead of scratch, but that used to be scratching. I used to like break my skin. I, my scars, like they're very, you know, they are very like, it's a lot of like, I don't know how to explain it, but it's very like bumpy and it, you know, you feel it and you see it. And yeah. It's like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, this is this is not normal. But um, once I do see that, I kind of go, okay, I need to step back and I need to stop scratching because it'll get worse. And I mean, when I was younger, I really didn't know. I was like, they'll be like, germs, you're gonna get sick. Don't do it, don't do it. To the point where my mom would send me to school with socks on my hands, mittens on my hands, just so I won't scratch. And I mean, I think that was like the highest point of my anxiety and, you know, like just thinking about it and seeing all that and realizing it's like, oh, no, <laughs> I need to stop. This is not, people are going to see this and it's going to be embarrassing. And with the, you know, people ask questions and yeah. that's another thing. I would have to hide it. I would say I have allergies or mosquito bites or this, this, that, you know. <laughs> no, no, that, that was a bit for my own curiosity because, uh, because I suffer from anxiety, depression, and by way of that, I've also been a self-harmer for many years. Mm-hmm. So I was, it, it sounds like you weren't fully aware of what you were doing until like you were kind of in the middle of it. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of curious as to like, you know, how that kind of worked. Whereas I know is like, I actively knew like what I was doing from like beginning to end. So that was just like really, yeah. it, it was just, it was interesting to hear just like how, how they how they appear to be se- very similar coping mechanisms, but it's yeah. like, it's still like a, a the different mind, the awareness of, is different. Yeah. yeah different I mean, ways of getting there. It does come to a point where it, it, it does become where I'm aware and I'm like, I, I can't control it anymore. Like I need to do it. It's the only way I'm going to like have my stress relieved, you know, but this is now like me at this age, maybe a mm-hmm. little younger too, where I'm like, okay, like I'm used to this thing. I need to do it. I need to do it because it's, the feeling is just like, Oh my God, like I need to, this 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 is the only way I'm going to feel okay. So like I, that's, 
very interesting you know like it it kind of makes me feel better because it's like I I feel like sometimes I'm like weird or whatever because I have this on my arms but it's yeah. really nice to hear that you know <laughs> it makes me feel more comfortable and yeah. more like aware of things yeah yeah it just makes you, you you just get used to it eventually because there's really there's really no getting rid of them they're, yeah. they're kind of there you just have to they're like, kind of there <laughs> yeah work with it work with what you got yes you mentioned something that I thought was really interesting where you said that your mom would send you to school with socks over your hands so you wouldn't scratch yourself. Uh, at what point was it that either you or your family kind of realized, hey, this is more mental health related rather than she's just mindlessly picking? Well, it so happens right after my grandmother's death and when I locked myself in that room, they said, this is, she needs to go talk to someone, a psychologist and, you know, she, she needs to get help because they were scared of what I would do to myself. They weren't just like, mm-hmm. oh, we're just going to take her to a mental and just call it. No, they were generally concerned about me because it, imagine hearing your child. I want to kill myself and lock in, you know, lock yourself in a room and lock, they lock themselves in a room and you have no way of trying to get in that door knowing what's going to happen. So, you know, I'm grateful that I have parents that were like right on with it and noticed, hey, look, she needs help and we need to make sure she's okay. So yeah, like, you know, if that answers your question, you know, like, yeah, you know, like they got it like spot on, spot on. And I will forever be grateful that because I don't know what I would have, what I could have been, what I would have been later on in the future. Gotcha. So uh, just to clarify, how were, how old were you again when, when I was, was about 10 or 11 because she passed away in 2009. So, so I was born 1998. I had to be either 10 or 11 years old for sure. I cannot imagine like for some reason, like I know you said it earlier, but for some reason I thought you were like a little bit older, even though I knew you heard you say that. So I can't even imagine, like, I can't even imagine what was going through your parents' head just hearing a 10, 11 years old and you saying that. But that, that kind of leads into my next question. Since you started mm-hmm. therapy at such a young age, what was it like the process of going through therapy and talking to someone re- really young? Well, I loved it. I think my psych, my psychologist I still go to her to this day. Oh, she's known me for 10 years. And she's like, I'm so glad you're here. You're like family. And I'm like, we are, we really are. (laughs) But she helped me. She helped my mom. She helped my family. Like she is, she is, oh my God. Like I, I talk very highly of her to everybody. I refer her. I refer all my friends to her because she's so great, (laughs) but she's helped me through a lot. I know the sessions I remember would start off. Why don't you draw this? Why don't you draw that? Try your family, you know, and then I was obsessed with the sandbox. So she would have me play with the sandbox and, you know, like she would ask me questions, how are your hands? How are you doing? Remember, let's not scratch. Let's not, you know, let's not do that because we don't want any germs, right? I'm like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. (laughs) Let's not do that. (laughs) So, you know, and eventually I coped with my grandmother's death, coped with my brother's diagnosis which thankfully was not cancer you know not got what you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know ever since that I've always been very now my main anxiety is like cancer health issues just stuff like that and we're working on that we're working on that but mm-hmm. um I have had a lot of experience with cancer scares and it it triggers my anxiety my hands you know my arms get really bad I flare up you know and she helps me through that it's amazing how, how, how great she is, like how somebody can do that. You know, I can tell I'm like, oh, she's my best friend. 
I love her. <laughs> you cannot be like that with a therapist. But, you know, I, I know my boundaries, obviously. I'm not like, oh my yeah, because I, I do want to be in that field one day. She actually, what is the word? <laughs> Inspired you. Inspired Various. me to become what I want to become to this day. I want to be exactly like her because she helped me Aww. through so much. And I want, I want other kids to, you know, understand how life is and you know just because you go through a traumatic experience that doesn't mean the end and that doesn't mean that you yeah. need to harm yourself for it you know yes. there's other coping ways you know it's treatable obviously it's not curable but there's ways to treat it and you know that's like that's my point <laughs> but yeah I love that that was so beautifully put oh, yeah. you know thank you and I'm so bad at putting words together it came perfectly. <laughs> no you're doing great <laughs> I do have ADD too you know so that kind of gets in the way as well <laughs> It's so interesting for me to hear that you've been dealing with anxiety since you were very young. And I mean, you're in your 20s now. So this mm-hmm. is this has been most of your life. Yes, how so do you think you've or how would you say that you've coped differently as you've gotten older? With getting older and having coping mechanisms, everything has changed because as going in maybe around my age of like 15 years old, I wouldn't tell anybody that I scratch myself I wouldn't they're gonna think that I'm you know crazy which I'm not but you know people people think things and I was very very naive very sweet very, I, I still am but you know boundaries but you know it's crazy what people do what people spread you know like they would tell me yeah like she she's weird like she had all this on her and you know like when it came to that point I'd be like look I have anxiety I knew that I had anxiety I knew what anxiety meant and at the age of 15 around that area I would basically cope with talking to my friends and explaining it to them and be like, you know what, here's the truth. And I feel like you guys will respect me and not think of me any differently. And they never did. They actually help me. They'll be like, you're feeling okay. Are you good? I'm like, I'm perfectly fine. But thank you for asking. That means so much to me. <laughs> yeah. um, Cause you know, like thankfully I had friends like that in my family too. You know, I'll tell them, Hey, look, I'm feeling this type of way. I'm getting very anxious for things. That's why I have like these angry bursts because, you know, with anxiety, it comes with these angry outbursts and feeling overwhelmed, feeling here, feeling, and you're like, oh my God, like I'm too scared. And, you know, it's like, breathe in, breathe out, you know, let's go do something. Let's take something off your mind, you know, you know, being 15, 15 to age 20, you know, going out with friends, you know, I, I did have boyfriends and they would ask me, hey, you know what, what's going on? You know, are you okay? I'm like, I'll sit down with them and I'll be like, this is the truth. This is like what I do. And they're like, oh, I, I you're completely fine. You're beautiful. You know, I don't change anything, anything Aww. about you. Aww. You know, it, it, I'm lucky. Like, thankfully, like, they're not my exes, but one of them I still keep in contact with. And he's still like, he goes, why are you hiding? Like, you don't have to, you don't have to cover that up. Like, you're beautiful. You're very nice. Like, you're a sweet girl. You know, any guy would be lucky to have you. I mean, either way, I get very, like, I'm like, don't say that, but, you know, <laughs> but, you know, thank you, you know, and, then, you know, with coping now, like now at age turning 23, you know, I, when I do it, I'm like, okay, it's time to do something differently. You know what? Let me see what my options are to calm myself down. And, you know, my arms, I, you know, I wish I could show you these pictures, but my skin was so bad. I have it on my legs. I have it on my, all this all this and right now it's like mainly my chest and like my arm area I mean as you guys can see you know you guys can see it like this is like very Mm -hmm. it flares up but um but my legs you know they're fine (laughs) (laughs) but you know 
it was really bad at one point, maybe throughout my teenage years, because it was a lot of stress. You know, I did go to school. I do have ADHD, so I'd be all over the place. And with now, I'm very relaxed, laid back. If I need to take a break with something, I simply tell them, hey, look, I don't mean to say that I have anxiety and all that, but I want to tell you the truth. And right now I'm a bit anxious and I feel like I need to take a little bit of like a 15 minute break. That's totally fine, Chelsea. You take all the time you need, do what you need to do. And that's why I still work at where I work today because they treat me so nice and they know about me. They know how I am. And I cope with things a lot better. I'm very, I again, I used to be very naive. So that's another thing. Now I'm more hey, look, I'm doing this. And if you don't like it, I don't know what to tell you, <laughs> but yeah. I need to do this. And, you know, that's helped me a lot with my skin as well, because I was like, why am I worrying about this? There's no need to worry. There, there's no need to worry. Why am I, why am I scratching? There's no need to scratch, you know, summer's coming. We need to show off this nice body. You know, we need to show clear skin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, kinda, I, I hype myself up if you want to put it in that way. And I'm like, oh my God, yeah, my body's great. My hair is great. My skin needs to look great. So we're going to work on that. And, you know, putting goals, putting goals and saying, hey, look, this is my goal has helped so much, especially with anxiety. But yeah, I know I'm talking so much, but it's no. like just everything. <laughs> Not a problem. No, I, I especially just love hearing like even like right from the get go, you had like a strong support system from age 10 to now yes. and just like <laughs> in varying degrees. That just warms my heart so Thank much. And your honesty, just your honesty, too, because there's so many people that pretend that they don't have a problem and there's mm-hmm. nothing to be ashamed of, you know, and as long as we continue to feel like it is something to be ashamed of we'll never get rid of the stigma behind mental health. So I applaud you for owning, thank you for owning your anxiety (laughs) and and being open to telling people, Hey, I have a problem and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And you know, people are going to tell you, Hey, look, you shouldn't show that. And I'm like, why not? Everybody else has it. Let me tell you, I actually talking about, you know, standing up and all that. I got into an internship and I got into this internship because I was honest about how I am. I go, I do have anxiety. And I do have ADD, you know, that does get in the way. But as you can see from my, you know, resume and my GPA and all that, it doesn't get in the way of it. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, it's crazy. I'm like, it's crazy. I go crazy, but you know what? I handled it. <laughs> and if yeah. I ever need some help, I will always, you know, reach out. I will never leave anybody in the shadows and hide things because there's no point in that. You know, everybody has their perks. Nobody's perfect. And, and that's part of fun. breaking down the stigma too. It's coming to the realization that, Everybody goes through something. And just because you have a diagnosis, it's not, it's not really a hindrance. You know, there are many people that go about their daily lives and they're functioning. It's just Mm -hmm. learning how to manage and learning how to deal with things in a non-destructive way. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I love that. (laughs) We love that. (laughs) Yep. We love progress. Exactly. What would you say, I guess... How do, I, how do I wear this? Um, was there like a particular, I know there's no like, uh, you know, end all be all cure that was like, aha, this is going to fix stuff. But was there something like either from your therapist or anyone in your life um, who ever told you, gave you a piece of advice that kind of like, kind of like helped keep you going, like something that, that stuck with you so for so long or in what way something meaningful? Or if um, you're on medication, because I know a yeah. lot of people on anxiety as well. I. Know? Now, here's the thing with me. I didn't want to go on medication. Okay. But this is this is the anxiety kicking in. 
I haven't even started the medication because my mind, like, sometimes like, what if like this affects you in the future? What if this affects like, you know, when you want to be a mom or what if this affects you like mentally, like, you know, it's things Mm -hmm. like that. And that's something that I'm actually like in the process of starting on my own. And it does take a while. It does Mm -hmm. take a while, but little by little, I'm like, I need to take this, maybe not today, but in the future, I need to take this because it's going to help me calm down because there's nights where I don't sleep because I'm thinking Mm -hmm. it happened to me the other night you know with work like I had like a I forgot to do something but like it wasn't that crazy but I was like they're gonna fire me oh my god I'm done even though I worked there for three years (laughs) (laughs) and they're gonna fire me oh my god I'm like no (laughs) they're not gonna do that they're gonna tell me hey look you need to stop forgetting that's why I made like a little checklist now and I'm gonna show her be like look I made a checklist please don't hate me (laughs) but you know that's going back to medication and you know just sometimes you need it but it takes it's so hard. It's so hard because you start thinking, man, what if this, what if that people with anxiety, you know, they, it's like a nonstop thing with them. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's like, Oh my God, I can't take it anymore. Like I can't take these thoughts. Like I can't stop it. Even though I'm like, I need to stop. But my mind's like, no, you're not going to stop. You're going to keep going. We're going to do this all night. So mm-hmm. sit back, relax and enjoy the show. <laughs> but you know, I just like something that helps me is just turning on the TV or going out with friends, getting my mind off of it, or even talking to my friends, you know, and they, I'm again, I'm so grateful for my friends and my family as well, because if I need to sit down and talk about something, all right, get comfortable. Let's go sit down. You need to talk about it. You need to talk about it, or let's go out and get a drink. (laughs) And, you know, like, that's something, I mean, with my psychologist, going back to like being meaningful and something meaningful and something that's helped me, you know, my psychologist says, but what is there to worry about? That's, something, that's why I say it, because it's true. As she said, she's like, what are you doing? What's going to happen? What? Tell me. I'm like, nothing. Nothing's going to happen. And she's like, exactly. <laughs> Again, her and I are very close, so I talk to her like that. It's it's helped me. It really has. It's like those little those little words. Why are you worried? It, it goes such a long way. It goes such a long way. I'm like, oh, my God. You're right. I talk to myself, but it helps. <laughs> No, that's something that really helps because I do the same thing as somebody that deals with with generalized anxiety um, and panic attacks, you know, Mm -hmm. sometimes you do kind of just need to go down that rabbit hole and go, okay, well, you know, even if the worst thing happens, what can I do about it? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't actually, you know, talking about panic attacks, I didn't have like a real panic attack until like, until I got to college while I was taking a test. Wow. And I, I just, I started sweating. I was shaking it's going homey like I'm about to cry <laughs> why am I crying for a test you know I actually did very well on that test I was super surprised I was like wow really my anxiety really wants to help me doing that <laughs> but no 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 and it was really bad I had to go speak to the teacher the professor I'm sorry and explain to him and you know not a lot of professors are really like yeah nice yeah. you know but you know he he was oh you know if you do feel that way you know he asked me if it's okay to ask are you on medication I'm like no, but like, you know, maybe I get some extra time or have a different because again, ADD, you need extra time. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we did that and I went to his office or I went to the break room that was there and I would sit down, I'll take the entire entire like two hours, three hours, and I was calm. But you know, that was like the first time I had a panic attack. I was like, Oh my god, this is awful. I don't want to feel this again. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, you can't control it, but you know, yeah. That was the first time I told my friend, she was, Are you okay? And I was like, <laughs> no it's just oh my god like let's go because <laughs> she didn't know how to handle it so she was kind of like oh my god what do I do like Chelsea I don't know what to do I'm like I don't know what to do either let's just go in the car and drive 
have me relax. But um, that was, you know, talking about panic attacks. I just wanted to mention that because I felt like panic attacks are very important because it's something you can't control. Yeah. And people who have panic attacks, you think that they're crazy. And it's like, it happened at my job, you know, a girl was like having a panic attack and my coworkers were like, oh man, she's going crazy. I'm like, she's not going crazy. She's just having a panic attack. Like, she'll be fine. Like, don't say that about her and don't yeah. don't mention mm-hmm. that. That's not nice. Be nice. <laughs> yeah. Just like that. I'm like, oh, you're right. I'm sorry. That was mean. <laughs> and I actually helped her get over her panic attack. I used my coping mechanisms to help her. I was Aww. like, look, what do, oh, what do you like to do for fun? She was here bawling her eyes out and just going crazy. And I'm like, I just sat there. I'm like, oh my God, what do you like? What do you like to do? Like, what are you doing this weekend? And I'll be like, I'll be like, oh my God, I forgot to tell you the good news. I got into my CID program. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's go and become a doctor. Let's go. Just, you're right. You're right. <laughs> wow, you really helped. I'm like, it's what I'm here for. It's what I'm here Aww. for. <laughs> so, I mean, not to talk like that about myself. I don't like sounding like that either. But just, you know, she realized, she's like, wow, these coping me- mechanisms help so much. Mm-hmm. I, yes, they do. I'm going to use these for other people. I'm like, do it. Do it. You don't have to say my name, nothing. Just do it. It's going to help people. And yeah, you know. Panic attacks. <laughs> yeah. So, so you say you were in your program. Um, what, what was it again? I'm so sorry. It, well, I'm still like waiting on the clinical. It's uh-huh. a CID program. Okay. Um, it's at Nova. I got into two programs. I got into one of the clinical, but in Barry for a master's. And I got into mm-hmm. a school program, which is the same thing as a clinical, but you could work at a school or you could work on your own. Okay. And my therapist, my, my psychologist, she got me, not got me into the program, but you know, she, the one that advised me to go into that program. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'll do it. And I got in, you know, I was very excited, but I'm still waiting, but I think I'm going to go with the school. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm curious. So I, I talked to Ashley and mm-hmm. her experience about like, you know, being a person with mental health issues and going through these programs and the whole kind of like, kind of like seeing for yourself and learning like how your brain works through like an academic standpoint. So what what was that like for you? Like what, were there any particular realizations you came conclusions to as you were going through this? I was really waiting for this question. (laughs) Boy, I got a lot to say. Let me tell you, it, it was again, go get your degree, do your thing, you know, but it is stressful. I think I was the most stressful trying to get into these programs. It was the best and worst experience of my life. Worst, sorry, (laughs) worst experience of my life. The good thing about it is that I became more organized. I became more aware of how I write, how I speak to people, how I interview. Me talking to you guys now was all because of the interviews. I I would be stuttering. I don't do that anymore. (laughs) I'm more like, hi, you know? I mean, that's the good thing that came out of these interviews that I became very confident. I knew my worth. Yes, I did have anxiety. Yes. <laughs> my anxiety levels, I got to say, were at its worst because I would I would start shaking. I would have little, little panic attacks, but I know how to control them. Yeah, but like, having a panic attack, control. You're going to be fine. And I would relax. I'll be okay. It'll come back. But, you know, same thing. Hey, look, you need to go back. You can't be like that. You can't be like that during an interview. You can't, can't do that. But it was, it was really pressuring, really hard trying to get papers done, having getting letters from professors, which I never even got. I had to get it from my job. The clinical program had told me, if you don't get academic letters, they're not even going to consider you for an interview. And let me tell you, I got that interview. That's where it comes like, okay, why am I stressing? Because yeah, like this one person is saying this, but I don't understand how could, how could they not accept three letter recommendations that 
are very talking highly about me, you know, that's a little something that people should not worry about, but it is, it's very, very stressful. And my anxiety, my anxiety was terrible. And I, that's when I chose to like try medication. I mean, I never got to that point because I was scared. <laughs> I was really scared, but um, it was, it was bad. It was bad. It was bad for me. Not, it's good. It's not going to happen to anybody else. I'm not saying it's going to yeah. affect like me. Everybody has their own ways, but you know, anxiety really got me there. <laughs> it was pretty, it was pretty crazy, but I'm grateful I got into programs. You know, I did the best that I could. And I, that's what I told myself. I go, Hey, listen, if I didn't get accepted, then they're missing out because I'm very outgoing, very talkative, very <laughs> friendly. You know, <laughs> you got to think highly of yourself. You know, you can't. But there were times I'm like, I'm not getting accepted into anywhere. Oh my God, like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. Like, I can't be what I want to be. It's too hard. And, you know, I'm not going to get accepted into these programs. I'm going to have to become, you know, you know, maybe work in HR. Not that that's bad, but, you know, it's not something that I would like. My friend actually works in HR and, I, and she's having a blast. So I'm like, yes, you do your thing. And I'm happy that it's helping you out, you know? Just want to point out, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but oh, you're I, good. Love, I love how I can just hear the ADD just like jumping in there. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know I'm all over the place. You're good, no. don't worry. Listen, I've, I've only, know, I only known you for like however long we've been recording and I'm just like, girl, you are just <laughs> so fun and I'm so proud of you and I'm just Thank like, you. oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry for my ADD. No, no, no. That's what (laughs) this podcast is about. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? I'm not sorry. I need to stop saying sorry. That's one. That's one tip that I want to give. You know, never say sorry, and that's something that I'm working on to stop saying sorry. Friends are like, if you say sorry one more time, we're gonna (laughs) have problems. I'm leaving you in the middle of the road. I'm like, I don't want that, so I'm gonna stop. (laughs) And that's actually my next question to you. You know, for any of our listeners here that might might be dealing with anxiety or going through mm-hmm. something similar what's a good piece of advice that you could leave them with it doesn't have to be one it could just it could be a few if you want well people deal with anxiety in the, you know very different ways but I know everybody goes to the point where what ifs and what if you know that you know my advice to them is you know to always think positive and if it's hard talk to someone it's okay it's okay to talk to someone you know you don't have to you know sit out and think oh my god you really think I'm crazy you know, what if I, you know, that's when the what ifs comes in, you know, it's always good to talk to your friends or even your family, you know, with different, everybody has a different circumstance, but always, you know, always reach out. It's never bad to go to a, a therapist, psychologist, any, just going out there and actually, you know, you don't have to see it as even seeking help, you know, just talking to someone is the best medicine. It's helped me. I've dealt with this for more than 10 years. And the best thing that's helped me was going to a psychologist, going and talking and just, hey, look, I'm feeling this way. Why is this like this? You know, I'll talk to her just like that. And she's like, well, it's because you think like this, 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 and that. And you know what? It's it's helped me. And it's helped me. And I, I think that was the best choice that my mom, my parents made, you know, both my mom and dad made taking me to her. And I don't think I would have kind of like overcome this. It would have been super bad if it weren't for my psychologist, my therapist. But yeah, I hope that was a good one. <laughs> but it, it really helps. And just being positive is another thing. You you got to be positive. No matter how hard life is, never put yourself down because that's when people walk over you. That's when people see you at your lowest and take advantage of you. And it's not fun. That's something I want to put out there. 
I've loved talking to you, Chelsea. I think <laughs> you are the embodiment of what anybody with any mental oh illness God, should aspire so to be. Happy. You, you just exude this confidence. You have this no nonsense attitude where I am going to be unapologetically myself, and I don't care what yeah. anybody says. Mm-hmm. And exactly. and I love that. That is such an amazing attitude to have, especially in the world that we live in. You know, I think. I've seen in in the past few years where mental health has gotten more more recognition and mm-hmm. we're we're realizing that everybody goes through something at some point or another and this is normal you know it's part of the exactly. human experience exactly exactly you know and nobody's I, alone out there and what just I love hearing about your story is just right from the start like from the death of your grandmother to like everything that's happened now, you, it, you didn't let any of it like define you. It is not just, you know, causes and reasons for how you are, but they're, they are not the definition of who you are. Mm-hmm. And you through all, they're all like, you know, it's cons that, that we know that it comes with. You turned a lot of it into pros and you make it all like work for you. And it's yeah. just, it's just so amazing to hear how, how you make that work. It's, it's really hard. It, it really is. It took me a while. Like if it weren't, again, for my friends and my family and obviously, you know, my psychologist, I think I would have been like very negative, very, not negative, but very down. And there are times that I do do that. But then my friends are like, you know what? I don't want to curse, but they say a bad beam. And <laughs> you know what? And I go, you know what? You're right. You are so right. And I come out and they're like, that's right, Chelsea. You go you go do your thing <laughs> and I'm like oh my god you guys are crazy <laughs> but they give motivation you know yeah and that's so important it's so important but yeah yeah you're just another person that proves that we all have our ups and downs exactly yeah. well Chelsea I think we're nearing the end of our recording um mm-hmm. you know before we stop the recording is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know um oh this is really hard because I have so much but you know it's just again just be positive because if you're, you know, if you keep letting yourself down, it's just going to bring you down and you just, you don't want that. You just want to be, think, think, you know, think highly of yourself because you are, you know, everybody has their own things. And let me tell you, it's a lot. I can't relate to everybody else, but being positive and just being yourself, being yourself will get you to so many places. If you mask, you know, if you put a mask and you you know, you, you're not the real person that you are. You're not, not that you're not going to be happy. You never know, but you know, you're just going to feel like, okay, nobody knows the real me. Yeah. Be yourself. You know, going back to my interview with the internship, I was myself and I got that thought. I said I had, I had, it was an ADHD program. So I said I had ADD and, but I also had anxiety, you know, I grew out of it, not grew out of it, but grew and I helped. You grew into it, it, if anything. Yeah. And you know, and it's helped me and it's helped me. And I feel like a lot of people, could be scared you know a lot of people are nervous you know hey look I don't want to talk about but you know what it's better if you talk about it because then you own it you own it you don't let it define you but you know you let it hey look I have this but you know what that doesn't change who I am I'm still an outgoing person I'm still you know you need help I will sit down with you for hours and talk to you I don't care how long it takes I want you to be happy I feel like that's something very important very important super super (laughs) Well, thank you. <laughs> no, no, you, you are perfect, but thank you so much again for, for being on here with us and um, to thank our listeners. Guys. If, uh, if any of y'all 
have any questions for Chelsea about anything she talked about at all, whether pertaining to any programs or, or her own experience, um, just but let us know. And then maybe someday we can come back to uh, do a bonus uh, Q&A just to, you yes. know, get answer more of those questions. And um, depending how far down the road it is, we can see where you are in your program and how you're doing yes. later. I start in the fall, so... Thank you. Chelsea, I wish you the best. And I know that you can do this. You have this attitude where you will do whatever you set your mind on. And that is awesome. Thank you guys so much. I loved having this. This was great. I'm, you know, I'm super stoked about it. And I'm glad, you know, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, I'll definitely do that. Because I want (laughs) to share my experience and all that. I'm I'm really grateful to have met both of you. You guys have been such a, you know, you guys have been so nice to me. (laughs) So very highly. And that was, that was great. Thank you for listening. And if you're interested in telling your story and helping us fight the stigma, reach out to us at upsanddownpodcasts at gmail.com. That's upsanddownspodcasts without the vowels at gmail.com. And remember, we all have our ups and downs, but it's going to be okay. Thank you.